Coming up on Raw Conversations with Crow. name pops up in conversations it's like where did this guy come from yeah <laughs> i think you, you sort of get it too isn't it it's like yeah. where did this guy come from like we were chilling a week ago <laughs> there's a reason why a lot of the most like classic songs in the world are songs about love why is that why i mean so? why do i think so mm-hmm. well so my my theory on that is Mm. Uh, I was talking to your business partner and you told me something very interesting. With Dayu? Dayu, rather. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're about to be a billionaire. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Are you dating someone? Nah. Single? Yeah. So you're smashing all these celebrity nah. chicks? Nope. 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 <laughs> I, I, have, I have a song about this. Everybody needs to know. Chandambao. Yes, sir. Be free. Yeah, of course, bro. Um, You could... Cuss if you want to. Oh, dope. Yeah. The thing is, yo, yeah. you know, I actually don't swear in my music. Like, it's like a Why philosophical not? decision, man. Like, and it's funny because I, I always forget. Like, I don't really... A lot of people say, like, I could get a lot of advertising out of it. But I forget because it's so natural for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I just made a choice because I was like, okay, I want my mom and my little nieces to be able to listen to my music. Oh, there we so go. So I can't swear. Hmm. So it's for, it was started for them. And, and it's not something that I feel like I could be proud of. You know, like, it's... Mm. You know, because, like, when I look at writing a song or or any form of art, I guess there's different approaches and different, you know, I guess different goals with every piece of art. Mm. But for me, one of the things about performing is pride is really important for me. And it's very hard. I, like, if I saw my mom in the crowd and I was cursing, it'd be mm. very hard for me to be proud of what I'm but doing. But do you cuss in conversations? All the time. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is you're memorializing something, mm. right? So... For example, when you eulogize someone at a funeral, will you talk about all the bad stuff they did? No. Because mm. you're trying to encapsulate the best of what that person represented. Mm. And that's what I feel like a song is. You're trying to encapsulate the best of what art you have to offer. That's not entirely true, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you mean like bringing out only the best side of you? Because, no. like... No, I mean, not necessarily. No, mm. not, not, I'm, not, but I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that, like... Everything I talk about in a song is good stuff. That's not mm. true, but but I just think in terms of for me from a packaging perspective, mm. I think it's not necessary for me to add swear words in there for me to get the other message across. So when you have someone on the track and they cuss, do you tell I tell, them to no? T- I tell them either we're gonna have to reverse it. Mm. I'm like, you have two options: either you change the word, mm. or we're gonna have to reverse it or bleep it out. If it's mm. yeah. There's only there's the one song like, where like, guy got got away with a bunch of swears. It's like a mixtape track we did, mm. and I just like I wanted to drop it, and I like, couldn't be bothered. And I was like, no one's gonna understand what this guy's talking about anyway, because he was like, this is a crazy rap. So I was like, it's cool, let's drop it. <laughs> so your family listens to your music, you your mom. Yeah, you they do. Yeah, my cousins, yeah. my little nieces and stuff. You know. Okay. So like I'd be like, man, like they're like looking up to me and all this stuff. Like mm. it'd be really hard for me to like. I don't know, you know. <laughs> so these rappers that drop swear words in their tracks, how do you look at that? Oh, I, I don't care. Like, you know, like, I'm, you know, I love rap. So mm. for me, it's not an issue. But I'm just looking at it like, you know, like my little nieces, you know, I'm like, I just, I feel like I'm an example and stuff, you know. Yeah. So I don't know what their family setup is. So I ain't going to copy them, you know, like, <laughs> I, like, and maybe they're, you know, I don't know. I, I, can't, okay. I can't do what other dudes do just because they do it. You know, yeah. I had to make a decision on my own. I was yeah. Like, you know? Okay. And, you know, like with you, a lot of people, like when you, when your name pops up in conversations, it's yeah. like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you, you sort of get it too, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah. where did this guy come from? Like, we were like, it was, we were chilling a week ago. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's this guy called Chandambao, and he's actually making noise. His music is fire. Yeah, it's really funny, bro. It's, it's funny. How <laughs> but you've been doing this for a while, though. Yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like as far as like hip hop and rap goes, man, I've been writing rhymes for the longest time. That's mm. that's the thing. I, I saw a tweet the other day. And because I mean the the downside or the the <laughs> the negative aspects of that same rhetoric that come up. This one guy was talking about how he thought I was overrated. Whoa. And I was like, you know, I I didn't take it that bad. I was like, man, I was like, I I he would, tweeted you. No, he 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 like mentioned me, and I certainly and I was like looking through comments uh. about myself. So uh. it was like a sub tweet or whatever. 
But um, but I was like, man, I was like, that that comment would be much more acceptable if this guy had any idea how hard I've worked or how like how much time and how much money I've put into this. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing is people never see that. They, they, they like see your one video on Trace and they think yeah. oh wow this guy came out of nowhere and like yeah. I kind of resent that that you know mm. that he came out of nowhere mm. and then especially when they associate you I mean obviously with my accent and all this stuff they like associate yeah. you with privilege yeah right yeah. so they resent you even more because mm. cause you know like with with rap mm. you know it's it's sort of something that a lot of these guys did to to sort of get out of the hood. Mm-mm-mm. But you don't look like you've been in the hood, though. Never. <laughs> never, dog. I visited sometimes, but I... <laughs> I ain't never been to the hood, dog. So, so that... Do you... Why do you think there's this stereotype mm. where people say guys who've never been to the hood, mm. like, these guys can't be tough on their mm. records? Uh, well, that, that... I mean, that's a whole different thing. I don't be doing no, like, gangster stuff on my record, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, so my stuff is different, but... But I mean, obviously, like a common example of that was like when, when like Common and Drake had that little spat, mm, right? Mm, that mm. he called him soft and sweet yeah, and all yeah, that sweet. stuff to Drake, mm-hmm. right? But um, but I mean, I think it's just like again, it's it's a it's an ironic thing when you exist outside the ecosystem of what hip hop in the U.S. is. Mm. Like I find it's kind of weird because. Yeah, I think in that specific cultural context, that makes sense because where hip hop came from in the seventies, I mean, mm. it started really with parties but mm. after that when mm. you start getting to the public enemies and all that kind of stuff it represents something politically it exactly. represents something from the underprivileged classes mm. so mm. some people remember that mm. um, and subconsciously I think that's kind of reverberated throughout the subsequent generations of hip hop mm. you know you have a get rich or die trying right mm. that's exactly that story yeah, and that resonates yeah, exactly. a lot with a lot of people because obviously there's more Probably, I mean, unfortunately, there's more underprivileged than mm. than privileged mm. in the world. So, yeah. so that's that. That's I think where that dialogue comes from. So, like, mm. what do you represent then? Me, I just represent me, bro. I mean, I didn't grow up in like any difficult circumstances. I mean, there's some things in hip hop that I really relate to. Like, I grew up in a single single parent household, mm. um, and 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 I think that's that's a really important part of who I am, um, and I love my mom like a lot so mm. so that part that's a that's i think a very common thing in hip-hop mm. dudes and their moms and single mm. parent households right so yeah so whatever so i mean i represent that i represent ambition like because even though you know I, I would say i had a you know a relatively comfortable upbringing i've never been lazy mm. ever you know and that's the thing that's the thing that makes someone like me kind of upset because they feel like i feel like there's people more privileged than myself and less privileged than myself that are far lazier than me Mm. irrespective of Mm. where in society they happen to be born into but what I know for sure is that when I go out I'm gonna have more than I came with Mm. just because I refuse to live any other way Mm. and that's something that you're just born with that's something Mm. that has nothing to do with the resources that your parents had Mm. so so I relate to people on that level and a lot of people see that I think so though because maybe Maybe you have that in you because you enjoy being comfortable. So but, you want to keep it going like that. Because you, you don't know any other the way, thing right? is, I, One of the things that, like, I definitely suffer from is perpetual dissatisfaction. You don't... Mm. That's the thing about hustlers. Hustlers are never really content. Even when I'm in the studio, I, you can ask Shingo Beats how many takes I do, mm. how hard it is for me to be happy because I'm always pushing. And that's something I don't... Th- I think that's something that's got nothing to do with where you're born in life like Mm. i've seen guys way richer than myself that have that same spirit you know like way more resources than i do and i've seen people with way less that have even more or or less right so i think that's just something that's i think that's a spirit thing Mm. you know And, and and that's what i like to think is that some things in this life transcend your temporal material conditions right like that's like and that's what they say i can't remember which which person said it but they were like the mark of a real I guess a real successful person is change their circumstances and see where there are where they are in five ten years. Because mm. for the re- the real kind of I guess hustlers in this life, they can lose ten million dollars, but they'll start again and they'll make that back. Mm. You know, and for some people, they can start with nothing, be born in the most humble of circumstances, mm. but they get somewhere. Mm. And I think that spirit, pe- some people have that, some people don't. Mm. Okay, so that does that that definitely reflects in your music, For isn't sure. it? For sure, I'm always talking about 
pushing and hustling and well or ambition I mean it's it's a latent theme in a lot of my songs I mean the ones where I'm not talking about a girl so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta do music for the ladies though isn't no, it of course no that's actually you don't even understand like I had like an epiphany about that like mm. it's just so so many people criticize especially rappers like rappers we're like limited on how much stuff for girls we're supposed to do you know yeah but man there's a reason why a lot of the most like classic songs in the world are songs about love. Why is that? Why I mean, so? why do I think so? Mm-hmm. Well, so my my theory on that is most other topics are ethereal in nature because they're they're focused on some element of current affairs, and current affairs is by its very nature that current. Mm-hmm. Therefore. When you exit the status quo, mm. what was current is no longer relevant. Mm. But love. But love is a constant exactly. thing. Exactly. Huh. That's cool. So eh? There's a gem for you. So, <laughs> so it's like um, it's like an evergreen exactly. thing. So I, from Bob Marley to whoever, like go go any era of music. Mm. That's the one thing you can always talk about. Mm. Okay. All right. So um, the current state, since mm. we're talking about affairs here, yeah, um. Yeah. Of hip hop yeah. in Zambia. Oh, in Zambia. Okay. Um, Don't you talk about Lil Yachty. No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Man, <laughs> Lil Yachty is a problem. Anyway, yeah. um, current state state of affairs in, yeah. in Zambian hip hop. Yeah. Um, you were away from the country for a while, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, a long time. So, did you did you know what was going on here? Did Man, you a have little your bit. finger on the pulse? A little bit. I mean, I, I would say, like, my primary source, one of the big sources for me when I was, like, abroad was uh, the African hip-hop blog. I kind of, you know, I used to follow that quite a bit. So, obviously, that's not focused on Zambia. Yeah. It's kind of focused on Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd see a lot going on on the continent, and, and obviously, it's a specific lens by a specific team of people, but that was one of my sources. So, I wouldn't say I had a very strong grassroots so you didn't sense. know anything that was going in on here because African hip hop blog didn't oh they they used to mess with sometimes I mean they mostly mess with the big dudes though like I guess you're whatever zone fan mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I knew I knew I guess what was crossing the border Borders. so to speak mm. but I didn't have my ear to the street street like that mm. so when you came here that's you... when yeah 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 that's when I started to learn more what did you what, what have you learned so far about this industry? man I got an orient about the industry yeah the, the industry well before we talk about oh, the industry okay. let's talk about rap uh, uh, uh. like oh, do you so, think guys are pushing themselves lyrically here no and be honest no no, no. <laughs> I agree with you no no, no yeah no, no, no mm. definitely not I mean yeah there's, there's a couple guys that, that I hear that I'm like oh, okay no that's dope Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, you know, it's a tough thing because like every time someone asks me something about music, I have to separate what I think is like a a global phenomenon about music and what's specific to our geography. So like, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about, oh man, no one will pay for music. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's kind of the state of music industry in general right mm-hmm. now. So even with this one, like if you say lyrically what's what's going on, again, you think about Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert, all these guys... Mm-hmm. Is that just where music is? is that generally today, or is it something you know? How much of it is specific to us? How much mm. of it is generally where we're at and what's yeah. in fashion? Mm. It's hard to obviously separate, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's a, a couple of standout cases locally that that perhaps the the uh, dopeness should not be so concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> Could you name drop? Oh man, they always people always want you to do this. Yeah. I mean, but whatever, I do it all the they time. Sh- so they should whatever. be examples. So I'd say my, my, my two favorite Zambian rappers and, and this is super debatable, everyone will have their view on this, but I have like whatever, I guess my view on it. But two of my favorite Zambian rappers are Chef one eighty seven and Thugga from Zone Fan. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Mm. Yeah. And the other guys? The, any, the, any notable mentions? Somebody who's pushing yeah, and you, know, you think they you know, I heard like a re- relatively recently. I heard a verse by Critic that I really liked. Mm. Um, so, so I have to Critic shout is out. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get more familiar with his catalog because because his name has been coming up a lot more to me now. Mm. Uh, so I should do that. But um, but yeah, I definitely heard a verse from him that I liked. Um, Jedi, 
as a, as a young dope. upcoming yeah. guy. I like him. I like his style. I like kind of how he moves and stuff. So, so I'd say, yeah, I'd say that's my right now off the top of my head. That's that's my list for the hip hop space, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And then when it comes to the industry, you know, yeah. um, how messed up is it? Because I know it's messed up, but mm. you know, how you you're up? in it. So, to what degree do you think it's like the burns are really? You know, it's just like so. You know, this is again. This is so interesting. You asked me this because. I was having a conversation with uh, with my colleague Dayu earlier, and he's he's here like for completely shout different reasons. Shout out to reasons. Dayu. He's yeah, here. shout out to Dayu. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about something completely different, and talking about like business in Zambia, mm-hmm. right? And and one of I think the symptomatic <laughs> expressions of where we're at as a society is the behavior of the gatekeepers in every single industry. Mm. There is a certain way that you got to do things and you, the certain way you got to present yourself to the gatekeepers to get what you want in society anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's like I, I'm in, in a lot of senses, I'm an outsider and I know it. So I have to deal with the system as it is and I have to whatever, deal with people's perceptions of me and, and all of outsider? that. Yeah, for Why, sure. you, you feel like that? Oh, people, see people be saying all <laughs> stuff like that all the time, bro. All the time. Like, you think you can just come here with your accent? For real. No, like, I'm not even kidding, though. And, like, for real? Yeah, for sure. What? Man. It's, real, it's, like, real. Like, people and, say that to your face? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Whoa. <laughs> so it's whatever. Like, you, you, you deal with that, and, like, and, and you know what they say behind your back, too. Mm. And and whatever I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rap about it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> express myself. Of but, course, but uh, but yeah. So I'd say I mean that's that's part of the music industry here too. Like there's definitely a strong gatekeeper thing. Um, so I guess you're, you know, um, sort of putting fear in these guys. So yeah. to say, people are scared of you. Yeah, a little bit. Because mm. because I represent something different, you know. Mm. You know, it's something that they haven't really, I guess had to deal with before mm. and that's always always scary for people I guess yeah <laughs> cause like um, I guess are you applying mm. what you've learned by being overseas here yeah you know I, w- I would say yes because you know yeah because the, the cool thing about where we're at in the world right now and what I think has definitely advantaged me because if we didn't live in the era we live in I don't think I could be su- successful in music um, here Mm. Um, but the internet has hugely helped me yeah. uh, because the inter- the beautiful thing about the internet is that it's completely democratic there's mm. so many it's an open field exactly mm. there's so many individual tastes preferences and opinions that definitely you're gonna find your market there you know mm. if, if, you're, if you're obviously in the right places and enough eyeballs see you there will be some conversion rate right mm. And, and that's one thing I have is a ton of confidence. Like, I, I know I'm good at what I do. I mean, I'm not perfect, and, and I know my strengths and my weaknesses, but I know that overall I have a really solid package. So that's, that's so I just bet on myself. I say, I'm going to put this out there, and I know that if the platform is democratic enough, there'll be success. And that's literally, like, my, my, my single selfish got, like, zero TV time. Like, I mean, afterwards, a little bit afterwards it did, but all of that was internet. It's like 50,000 views, you know, and obviously I push it really hard. I send it to a ton of people. I, you know, do every, I use every like tool that I know how to use and, and you know, and try and share. But ultimately that comes from the fact that A, I have like people that follow my music in the US and Spain, you know, in random places that are just more like, you know, willing to embrace and share it just because they've been following me for a while. And because it's the internet, that, that propagates itself and then you get network effect so yeah. so yeah so that's applying what I've learned I think is definitely how you can leverage the internet to, to push your career forward mm. yeah yeah like you know what you're saying is very true like for some people like especially with the, the some upcoming artists you know they come to you and they say please play my music please play it please play it please play it but I'm like radio isn't about music anymore i don't it's 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 more it's content driven now it's it's about personalities people tune into radio to hear to listen to to your opinions about current affairs and stuff the internet breaks records these days for sure it's not radio for sure you know you could be like 
um yeah you're the only guy who's got this song like i'm about to break this record on you know on the air but yeah you try but what ultimately will break the record is the internet because when you put it there everyone will have it on their phones they listen to it when you go to perform people already know the song that's the way it's supposed to work yeah and then i also tell people like with like these upcoming artists like you have to create a demand for your music because most of the radio stations here yeah. probably 90% are commercial radio stations yeah, yeah, so they play what's popular yeah, you know right, yeah. for people to continue listening to the radio exactly. they need to listen to what the popular yeah. music is yeah. so you need to like use yeah, different to, ways to, to get yourself it. to get yourself there but they don't get that it's like i just want to hear my song on the radio and that's it but then your song plays on the radio then what next yeah. you know no so 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 i like the way you maneuver because it, it's really cool no thank you man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like yeah it's it's so funny because like shout out to Caledocious. he's like mm. an artist that i talk about this kind of stuff with all the time yeah that and that like i mean i would say like for for me and then and, and i have to give him a big big credit for this a lot of learning how to maneuver at least some of the local nuances because the internet stuff like i've been learning and mm. and, and the u.s helps you a ton with that and, and that's something that i think i've brought um to the people that surround me and I've like tried to share my lessons and then and, and try to you know try to try to push my connection so like for example the track that I had with Caledocious was like shared on some of the biggest Nigerian websites so mm. not just okay mm. 360 no BS and stuff like that because mm. of things I've learned over the years on how to get to these platforms yeah. so you know my ultimate goal is like I want to and I always tell them this I want to bring exposure to not just me you know like mm. us kind of thing you know I, but to your point there you know I'm, i was saying that to say that he's somebody that illuminated for me that how to maneuver question mm. how mm. to think strategically how to like you said create a demand for mm. your product right because mm. you know and he always says it he's always like man he's like do you want to be making songs for you and your homeboys that never leaves the studio <laughs> yeah or do you want to yeah like do you want to be that dude or, or not I mean, yeah. like, nah, nah, nah. of course nobody yeah. wants to be that <laughs> some dudes want to be that dude you know, some dudes want to be that dude. Want to be the hardest guy in a like thirty meter radius. You know, that so, that's cool, but like, yeah, know, yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do. And so I, I definitely learned a lot from from a guy like that. So shout out. All right, and um, so t- 2016 has been great for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. been good. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a, a nice little introduction, like a, a lot, a lot of milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which which ones would you point out? milestones I mean I've never about. had 50,000 views on a, on a video before mm. that was big for me okay um I've never and I mean obviously living in the states I definitely wasn't on radio <laughs> like yeah. been yeah. on radio the <laughs> <laughs> whole different thing out yeah. there as you know true so true. even that in itself is a, is a milestone I'd never been on TV never been on like a countdown show never mm. done a TV interview like yeah all this stuff is like first for me like the platforms that I had again and, and this is maybe why I got good the platforms I had in the States was just the internet yeah you know like so the blogs got to pick up my stuff and you know shout out to like uh, djbooth.net that like did like a, you know like did a had me on their independent music charts when I dropped my my, my first mixtape okay uh, my track was like number 17 on their top 30 like right next to sorry number 7 actually mm. right next to like Talib Kweli and like somebody, oh for real yeah yeah on djbooth.net wow. so and not a lot of people know that you know but mm. you know it was cool it was like that's, that's dope yeah yeah that's yeah dope. The Music Ninja which is a, another relatively popular blog in the US you know did a full feature on my release when I did it mm. I performed at some of the biggest venues in Miami like one really well known one called Bardo mm. um, so so those are some milestones for me there but I never was like in the system you mm. know and even mm. here I'm still not in the system mm. but it's kind of starting to open up so mm. so like um, with the way the music business is set up here in Zambia yeah. like people don't necessarily buy yeah. music yeah. I think that's like a proven fact yeah. the, the only way for you to make music I mean uh, make money rather yeah. is being an artist is able to draw a crowd and then you perform and that's how you make your money yeah. so how do you plan on you know doing that because do I, I don't I don't I don't see your brand being one that is I don't know like for my perception yeah, right no. um you don't seem to me like the guy who's going to perform in a club hmm. 
The club, like, what? What club? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, you're asking, like, which club? You see what I mean? There's a certain, no, certain I mean, type yeah. no, for of sure. club I mean, like, that you I mean, one of the things I'm conscious of is that, I, like, I don't know, like, to what degree what I do resonates with, like, the masses at large. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, like, it's something that I'll have to get, like, more data about over time, mm-hmm. you know, but... You know, but where I'm taking my first steps is, you know, we're, we're hosting our own show, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto's going to be performing. Cleo's going to be performing. Caladocious, um, myself and Scott, we're mm-hmm. doing a show at Twangale Park uh, on the 2nd of December. So that's like my first real, real performance mm-hmm. since I've been back. Okay. You know, so that'll be, that'll determine, you know, where, where, where this goes and how we approach it. But one of the things that I'm definitely looking into is... Uh, is really reaching out to to young people because I think like at the end of the day I think the technology savvy parts of society kind of get what I am okay. you know mm-hmm. I think they, they can mm-hmm. digest what I am mm. They're, they, they've they've seen this before you know or like rather it's not something so foreign to them there are certain elements you know in, in, in society that perhaps probably as a function of internet penetration really that don't really understand what I am, mm. but I think the tech generation does. Mm. So. And that's your target audience, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I guess mm. so. Now, um, you know, like the the major, the biggest demographic in Zambia are people from the peri-urban areas. Yeah. So how do you plan on making your music resonate with them? Because... That's how you. I think like when you appeal to those people, yeah. that's when you really like really break out. Yeah. Because those are the ones that have messed with your music. Yeah. No. You know. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know. That's like a really difficult question to ask because, because I, you know, in in some senses, and and I think this is actually true of, really of any like real and and anyway, at least any, I guess mainstream, artist that I look up to mm. most of them preceded huge mainstream mainstream success with a very loyal cult following mm. that like, most people like even if, like for me like one of the careers that I watched from a pretty early level was like ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. and ASAP Rocky had a very niche market mm-hmm. you know he was doing this like throwback Bone Thugs and Harmony slash Houston rap on top of like dark beats but he was a New York guy who loved yeah. fashion mm-hmm. so it was a very very niche thing mm-hmm. you know um, and when he dropped the Purple Swag video with like a white girl with gold teeth rapping his song it was just it was so niche Yeah. and I think every for me every like real commercial success is preceded by that mm-hmm. a very targeted specific niche because mm-hmm. the more you water down your product for the masses I think the less longevity you have mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of watered down product, you know, because you become a, a commodity that can be sought for elsewhere. Mm. Okay. So, so I don't intend on altering myself to appeal to new segments. I, I intend on doing more of what I do, and and it's a critical mass question. At some point, every force, if sufficient sufficient inertia is there, mm. it becomes undeniable. Mm. Okay, so. Just keep on doing what you're doing. That's yeah. that's how you you. No, yeah, exactly. And I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be more internet. And and when I like saw like like for example like me, Caledosius, and Scott, we did a cover of Whiskey's Shaba, mm-hmm. which we, we you know we we heard the song and I and I hit them up and I was like, bro, <laughs> I was like, dude, the only good thing about this about like no hate, but I was like, my favorite thing about this song is Whiskey's hook. I felt mm-hmm. like everything else could have been a bit better. And I was like, why don't we just redo it and make it really good? And I got comments from <laughs> Namibia, Nigeria, mm. South Africa telling me either flat out this is better than the original mm. or, you know, some people were more diplomatic were like this is almost better than the original yeah. or whatever yeah. the f- way they phrased it. Mm. I realized, I was like, wow, like, so this is resonating in a lot of places. Yeah. And that's something that I've got to continue to, to service because mm. at the end of the day, if people from Namibia Nigeria and South Africa are like whoa this dude is dope like that was a dope verse like whatever I, I you know if they're checking for me I gotta feed them right mm-hmm. so okay so plans for 2017 what you what you got there 
Wow, man, there's so much, bro. Like, so mm. I've, I've finished up an album that I want to drop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> album already done. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually, and I've finished up an EP I want to drop. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'll drop the EP before 2016 is over. Okay. Um, But but the album is 2017. There's a lot of things that have to happen on the music business side, mm. you know, to drop the album. Obviously, I don't want to drop it on deaf ears and, you know. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. so a lot of work needs to be done to to make that drop meaningful um so yeah so that's uh, that's the major thing people can expect but i've also got some like crazy singles that yeah like i like i don't even know there's one like i don't even know what to do with like Mm. so so yeah so it's a question of getting the music business right so it's a couple of things that might be in the pipeline that might surprise some people so hopefully those things come to fruition and and then the releases will be yeah will be of note what things I'd like to know. Yeah, yo, you know these <laughs> things. You, know, you, can't, you can't talk about them until they they're done, you know. So, mm-hmm. so we're we're just like working to to get the the product out there in a meaningful way. So, yeah. And away from music, mm. uh, I was talking to your business partner, and you told me something very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You want you at liberty to talk about this business that you're about to start. Which one? With Jayu. With Dayu. Dayu, rather. Yeah, Sorry. we can talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're about to be a billionaire, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I don't know about all that, man. But, uh, <laughs> but no, look, I mean, it's something like, you know, Dad is my colleague from, from college. So we've mm. known each other quite a long time. And, and we've been talking about making investments in strategic sectors in our home economies for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my boy Dad actually grew up in Zimbabwe. So, okay. yeah, so, so he always knew that he, he was going to be deploying some capital in the region. And I always knew. I was going to be doing some stuff in the region. So now, what is it? It's like five years after graduation. We've regrouped and, and we're talking to uh, co-investors as well from the, from the U.S. To, yeah, to invest in the energy sector, to invest in the retail sector as well. So, yeah, so, yeah, so things are moving now. And, uh, you know, there's something to look out for. I mean, it's, you know, I'll speak about it at a broad level now. But, mm. yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're working on. Yeah. Remember this podcast <laughs> when you become a billionaire, okay? <laughs> no, man, you better sure. remember. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. I don't. I, don't, I have a very good memory, bro. Like, yeah. And, I, and, and, and contrary to, to to what it may appear, like I'm actually super grateful because, like, one of the things that I definitely learned in life, and and this is something that I think some people assume otherwise about me, but is that in life, nobody owes you anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So. For me, the smallest nice thing someone does for me means a lot because I'm like, whether or not, you know, whether or not, like, they had to do that, they really did it. You know, they, I, I believe they did it. And then, and, you know, and whether or not they have the reasons or whatever, it still means a lot to me because at the end of the day, no one has to help you in any way. You know, you're in this life, you, you're oftentimes on your own, so. Yeah, yeah. Dope, man. Like, um, so, so the the whole energy thing is yeah. is because of the crisis that's on right now. Is that how that what? Basically, I mean, it's it? funny. It's something that I mean, before the whole. This is actually something I was thinking about before load shedding even really started because I was thinking about it really from a renewable energy perspective. I was mm-hmm. like, the whole point of being where we're at in history is that we're supposed to be leapfrogging the mistakes that the Western world made when they were industrializing. So why the heck does it make this make any sense to go through exactly the same stuff that they went through, you know, and, and be using fossil fuels, be like, you know, messing up the ozone and stuff like that. So initially, when I was a little younger, I was like, what we need to get ahead of is a renewable energy thesis. And then I started to learn that we actually had a power deficit. And then those two theses kind of married in the sense that why not use renewable to offset some of this deficit we're experiencing mm-hmm. and i and i you know i always tell my my colleagues that like I'm, I'm a person who believes in making fundamental bets on stuff mm-hmm. so like i've made certain investments in companies and different things that have given me a good return because i made a fundamental bet on them and on one for me in the energy sector you know i'm not even like like selfish about it like i, I would tell anybody invest in it because mm-hmm. Looking at the fundamentals, a thousand megawatt deficit is not something that me and my friends will feel. It's not something that 
a thousand of us working on it will fail. It'll take like a lot. It'll take billions yeah. of dollars and loads of people working mm. on it mm. to fill it. And what does that mean? That represents an opportunity for everyone. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. So if you, if you have an interest in energy, you should invest in it because we need it and because you will probably make money doing it. Yeah. All right. So that's also part of the the major plans for 2017. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 2017 is going to be a major year for you, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to be yeah. a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. You did, man. This is life, bro. I'm just like, one thing I've, I've definitely noticed since I came back to Zambia is that the people definitely work at a lot of things here. I, yeah. I, I call it the Z juggle. That's my name. Everybody. Yeah. For real. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody has like four or five things that they're pushing just because mm-hmm. so, sometimes out of necessity because that one thing is never enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and also it's that balance of, yeah, there's the things that pay you today, pay you cash today, mm-hmm. but you're also thinking, what do I want to be doing long term? You also, mm-hmm. you know, so you're juggling those things. True. Right? So. Yeah. So like, you know, you getting into this investing business, you probably be on a board somewhere. So doesn't that affect the rap? Because I've seen a lot of people leave the rap or like, thing you know, of that, right? yeah. Well, you know, that's the good thing is, is that we're making our own investments. So, I mean, to the extent that if it ever, you know, granted, my rapping has actually come up in business meetings before. Oh, for real? Which was really weird. Like, <laughs> You're a rapper? Yeah, yeah. And it actually happened in the U.S. where like, in the U.S. I was way more like, not talk about it ever in the office kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, through one of the clients that we actually got that I helped land for the firm I was working at mm. was a media company. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I jived with them from a relationship perspective was because they knew that I do music. Okay. Yeah. And then also because of their media savvy guys, they were kind of in touch with what's on YouTube, mm-hmm. what's blah, blah, blah. So, so they knew about all that. And I brought them in as a client. <laughs> yeah. And then they mentioned it in the meeting. Mm-hmm. And my boss was like, wait, you make music? <laughs> <laughs> but, he, you know, whether or not he wanted to, he couldn't say anything about it because... I had just brought in a client, yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like, okay, you know, cool, you know, but but he, he kind of liked the idea anyway, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that wasn't a problem at all. No, so I, I mean. But in a, in, a, in a country like Zambia. Yeah, Zambia. I think it's more. like there it's. Yeah, no, here it's definitely more of a problem, but I think it's more of a problem if you're, uh, if you're kind of seeking formal employment. Like, that's, I think, where it becomes a conflict. And also, if you're seeking formal employment in specific things, like if you're a lawyer, I think, like, yeah. Ziale and stuff doesn't, I don't know yeah. if you're allowed to. Uh, so they, they have the conflicts, but I don't have any regulatory conflicts. And if, you know, we're doing our own investments, mm-hmm. that, like, it doesn't affect, yeah. you know, like, we're not, you know, exactly. we're, it's our money kind of yeah. thing. So. <laughs> it's our money, <laughs> yeah. so, We can do what we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know, and granted, at some point, obviously, we'll be asking people for money, but I have a feeling that the people we'll be asking for money won't care if I rap or not. You think so? Not, not the specific people will probably be asking. Mm. Because the specific people will probably be asking will be aware of my other skill sets. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing that I'm thankful for as well, like with my journey in my career thus far here, is that <laughs> I think there's definitely a, a few people, you know, that had heard of me. But about through music before they heard of me professionally yeah. had some kind of like view on what I would be like as a professional mm-hmm. but I'm actually super professional and I think now I've kind of demonstrated my my skill sets in the professional arena completely outside of music and, and at least those who've worked with me are well aware mm-hmm. that like oh, okay yeah, yeah he raps but yeah this is not like what you think he's actually yeah. good at what he's he does oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah. he sort of balances it out isn't yeah. it yeah and when, when it when we get down to like your personal life, yeah, are you dating someone? Nah, single. Yeah, so you're smashing all these celebrity nah. chicks. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Actually, I have I have a song about this. Everybody needs to know. I have a song called One Girl, and I explain it. I am a one woman kind of guy. I was just like, yo, if it were up to me, I would have been married by now. Like for real, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not smashing all these chicks nah. out there. I'm for real, but I'm not even joking. Like I'm really not joking. Now you was looking at you like, Shh. no, he right, knows. nigga. He knows. he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. Like no, for real. Well, yeah, for real. but they be coming at you and, and shit, right? Some of them, yeah. Some of them. So how do you maneuver through that? No, the good thing I mean, it's easy for us as guys. It's easy because like societally, obviously, we're we're supposed to be the aggressors. Mm. So if I'm just disinterested, mm. a woman's not gonna like 
force me, you know, like, she, mm. you know, so, mm. so it's just that, like, if, if I kind of show this interest in what they're tend, what they're specifically offering at the time, mm. then they eventually give up, you know. So you always say no. Most of the time, yeah. Most yeah. of the time. No, I mean sometimes. I mean you gotta give, you gotta give some of them a chance. You gotta talk to them. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't always say no to everything, but yeah. But yeah. you know, but I, I'm very like I don't know. I'm just like I, I don't believe you, man. What? I don't believe you. Why? Like I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, you know that's funny. Cause Cause I, I know the industry, man. Nah, but no, I'm telling I'm you, you, I'm not in the industry like that. People are smashing these chicks crazy. I'm not in the industry. You right got fifty thousand views, bro. <laughs> yeah, but dog, I'm serious. Like honestly, like honestly. That, in fact, that's funny that you say that because, uh. like, literally, I am not in the streets at all. Mm. At all, bro. At all. In fact, most of the time, I assume, and that's maybe a bad assumption sometimes, <laughs> that the girl I'm talking to doesn't know about what I do or whatever. Mm. But I've been wrong a couple of times. Mm. Um. So yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm. So you starting got to be a little stuff. bit more careful. No, I mean, you know, I don't really look at them like that. I, I've never had a woman approach me in an inappropriate way because they know I'm a rapper. I've never had that. Mm. That's Which is really awesome because one of the things, and this is one thing actually that also comes out, I think, a lot in my music is um, I like really value women. So, so like, I don't really like, I'm not really like the guy that's like, yo, I'm out here to like, just smash these chicks and treat them like they don't mean anything that's mm. not really my MO mm. so so the fact that I've never had anyone like be like yo I wanna do XYZ just cause I saw your video mm. that makes me happy like you know like most of the time I'm talking to like real people and sometimes they like me sometimes they don't like me sometimes they think I'm an asshole you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool it's just like it's just like any normal dude which is awesome so yeah. really yeah. maybe it's just cause you know it's about to happen <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I mean, man. with the with the chicks coming left, right, and center, or maybe you're just being politically co- correct. No, I don't know. No, not yeah. even, bro. No, seriously. I think I think also though, like image wise, I don't think I have the most accessible image. So I think girls are also conscious of that, mm. uh, in the sense that like, I think I kind of come off as not that easy to talk to. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Sometimes, I, I, like, there's something that some people tell me that they feel a little bit intimidated by me. So I think your accent I don't know I don't know But that's mm. what I've been told um, I don't know Yeah I don't know if it's because Maybe some people are aware Of what I do outside of music I don't, mm. I don't know what it is um, But some people have told me that So I don't know if it has to do with that mm. uh, But yeah But I don't get I've never been like But you're always hanging out With Galadocious Right? Yeah. You guys hang out <laughs> And that guy <laughs> Oh let, let me that's finish different. that point Before Cleo comes and kills me <laughs> I mean, like, if you're hanging out with Kaladoshas, right? <laughs> you, all these people know who the hell he is. And you guys have a song together. It's like, oh, I saw you guys in that, that video. So it has 50,000 views. It's on some Daisy Magic. So they're like, oh, that's that dude, right? That's too funny. I'm telling you, like, no, that you're just happen. being politically No, correct. but it doesn't happen. I don't know if it's I'm never there when it would be happening or mm. I don't know, but I've, mm. I've never experienced that. Oh, yeah. I've never experienced that. I've had like girls be really, really like, I've had a girl jump out the jump out the car at East Park and be like, oh my God, you're Chandan Bao and just like be really happy to see me. Mm. But I just hug them and say, thank you so much for taking an interest in what mm. I'm doing, you know, and that's how I treat it. Mm. You know, it's like, I, I, I assume that they're interested in what I do. They're not necessarily interested in. You jumped out of the car. She jumped out of it. Yeah, she jumped yeah, out of the yeah, car yeah, yeah. and came to you. Yeah, I guess she liked my song, so that's how I treated it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm really, so you're really like, happy. you just basically deliberately turn a blind, a blind eye to no, what I'm it just, could potentially be. I guess. I'm not looking. I'm not, because like, I don't look at it like that, you know? Mm. I think the situations become what they become partly as a function of how you look at it. Mm. I look at it like, yo, she loves my music, so... Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they want to take pictures and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. She just wants a picture. Oh, my word, man. Yeah. So no one's ever come to you and say, I want to smash you. No, never. I guess you say, I think they know what kind of guy I am. That's cool. Because I ain't trying to be doing none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to get married, yo. As Dayu. Okay. As Dayu. <laughs> That you knows this story. Yeah. Is this for real, dude? Yeah, I don't want to get it. <laughs> 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 yeah. That 
Now you know it's the truth, man. Yeah, you know, you know. I was trying to marry my high school sweetheart, but she she got married. So, so oh, for real? Like, yeah, yeah. Are you so, being for real? Yeah, I'm being for real. Mm. Yeah. Why didn't that happen? Bro, it's too complicated. She's like a different religion and stuff. So oh, yeah. Like what? Muslim. Oh, for real? Yeah. So they don't know. Is she like, you know, like Indian or something? Yeah, she is. Mm. It's always an issue with that. Like she has to be. What's that? Like they have to. She has, she becomes an outcast or something exactly, if you guys yeah, become yeah, married. Yeah. yeah so mm. I don't think she was down for all that. And lots of yeah. years passed and time passes and things change. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a simple dude, yo. I ain't trying to. Mm. Trying so what's your preference when it comes to women? Physically or? Uh, yeah, physically. Mm, tall and slim. Mm. I like them tall and slim. You don't like the big girls. I mean, they're dope, but my preference is tall and slim. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to personality like oh wow uh, I definitely I like women who value work a lot that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think I get that because my mom was like a, mm-hmm. you know she was like, again single parent household mm-hmm. she was hustling her whole life so mm-hmm. that's really important to me I do uh, say that a man wants a woman that's like his mom like his mom for sure yeah. just like I think women want men like their dads not all, not all the time though not all the time but I think there's a very strong cor- correlation mm. I really do especially like I mean, if if the dad wasn't abusive and stuff, yeah, that's but then that affects different. them yeah, in, the long in other run. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the kind of guys to always a shame. That's always a shame. I, I really, man, it really pains me to think about like yeah, when like young women lose dads or experience traumatic things with them because I think it's such a fundamental part of who they end up becoming. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I think, I mean, I think with with young men, I think our relationship with our moms is so important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although, yeah, for some reason, I guess society allows the male child to. To deal or cope in in other ways, yeah. and and then we often end up not as castigated socially as as women do. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? Like when when we get back to the music, mm-hmm. um, I think you should start with a beef with someone. Really? Yeah. Why? So you can cross over and steal their fans. Isn't, isn't, <laughs> isn't that what a beef is about? Right? Because I mean, like you're still building your brand. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I exactly. think a beef. If you had a beef with somebody, I think you'd kill it. Yeah, I think I could, man. Because that's the thing. It's like, yeah, like a lot of people know me because like I made these like tracks for chicks and stuff, and and yeah. I love that, and I love like I said, like I made a decision about that, like making songs about love is a cool thing. But mm. even but beef. I, yeah, but I can rap. Like yeah. I can actually rap. Like I I know how to rap. So so yeah, I mean I I could theoretically, but I also I don't want it to be a part of my brand. You know why not? It's just not me, you know. It's like so I, if somebody comes at you, you're not gonna respond. It depends. It depends on who they are, and it depends. You know, it really depends. It really depends. If so, if somebody like established wanted to come at me, then I just may I might do it to prove a point. You, Have you, know? I, you haven't heard like a line probably from somebody that no. probably was referencing you. No, no. Because a lot of these guys be very passive, passive aggressive out here. Oh yeah. Streets. No, I you know yeah, that. Really? Rappers are like oh, yeah, passive aggressive. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I haven't heard anything though, which is good. I, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I think like again, I feel like I do have this like lone wolf thing going on. That like, which is why you should go at these dudes, nah, man. Come nah, on, nah, ain't nothing, ain't nothing <laughs> Drop bars on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll I'm drop some you. bars. I'll drop bars. Yeah. But I don't think I need to direct them at anybody. I mean, I think like, yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun. I mean, look at rap right now. It's boring. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's kind of boring right now. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I remember like. I mean, you coming into the game is exciting, of course, because like uh, you're a great addition to the industry. Thank you. you represent something that I would say was sort of missing in the game. You know, like thank f- you. forget the accent. I mean, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Thank you. I mean, I the fact that you're Zambian should be enough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but you know, like with rap, like we were saying earlier, like people are not pushing themselves lyrically, lyrically which is why we need I a see, beef. I see. I see. <laughs> I see. You I know, feel, I feel you. You know, I mean, I don't think it necessarily takes a beef, but I do see what you're saying. Because, like... We need a beef. Come on. Who is it that was saying? Was it was it Casper? <laughs> yeah, Casper was talking about, like, Nasty C. Like, what Nasty C represented for SA Hip Hop. He was yeah. saying, like, Nasty C made it cool to rap again. He's mm-hmm. like, we were, like, chilling, making cool songs and catchy exactly. hooks and stuff. Then Nasty C came along, we're like, oh, okay, shit. Smashed we, the yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is he? He's like, what? I don't 18 or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Killing these dudes it's out here. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's super crazy. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, I mean, I think you could, there's other ways to go about it. But 
I don't deny the fact that I would be interested to see some beef. But I haven't there been beef though. They have. So what like you know, what, what would be new? I don't think. What was the last beef? beef? Is the issue? I think it's just the bars need to step up. <laughs> you probably need to step up with yeah. the bars, man. I don't think the beef because uh, the beef's been there. I've been hearing about this. Um, there was that beef with was that TFB and Muzo beef. I don't know yeah, if you exactly. That. But that wasn't. I don't know, man. It, it, for me, it just sounded too. It died out too quick. Like nobody really cared about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people. You know, they had a little conversation, but it died out in like two days. Nobody really remembers what track. Do you remember what songs were dropped? Nah. You know, nah. so it wasn't like an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I would say the last beef that was really really exciting was the Slap DMI two thing. Yeah. yeah but Slap DMI two thing was huge. Like yeah. we still talk about, about that yeah, today. Yeah, we yeah. see them in pictures together today, but it's just like, like yo, nah, yeah. who's better between these two cats? You yeah, know? no, it is a funny thing. Yeah, but yeah. then obviously in a couple of years, those guys—that's how the music industry Guns, is. They're gonna yeah. fade away. Yeah. I mean, we, we we would love to hear music from them time and again, obviously, mm-hmm. but then new cats would take over. And I believe you'd be one of those people. Um. Which means you'd be a pioneer. Mm-hmm. So, when you get to the top, mm. um, what do you plan on doing mm. to, to like, change to 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 create your legacy, mm. so to say? Interesting. Like when you're away, what 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 do you want people to remember you for? Mm. Interesting, man. I want to be the biggest Zambian rap artist ever. <laughs> Um, mm. Yeah, and I think I see that happening. Yeah, and I think I think you know what makes that perhaps interesting in the realm of possibilities for me is even when I see it on a micro scale. Because look, I don't think I'm some celebrity dude. I don't think I'm like the biggest thing that's ever happened yet. Mm-hmm. But when I see the support I get, when I see comments come from. When I see, like, for example, my most recent video, was the top three places it was watched was Zambia, Tanzania, the Netherlands. When I see stuff mm. like that, when I mm. see all these people in Spain that share certain of my tracks, when I see people in America comment, when I see that I was, you know, put on, like, DJBooth.net, when I see these things, I'm like, man, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's something there for me. Yeah. So, so time will tell, but... So you want to break borders, obviously, right? Yeah. So, on this album yeah. do you have any collabs with guys outside the country outside mm-hmm. not yet there's there's one that that might be in there was in discussion so we'll see how that one shakes out but but that, where that. where are they from uh, I don't think you wanted to mention their name right now isn't it well South African South African yeah Casper your best aka nice I to see no <laughs> MT I don't say no names bro you can't be Nah, 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 so okay, yeah, so we'll right. see, we'll see. Yeah, so you're gonna murder them on that track, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, That's you know, hop goal, on right? a track to be the weakest <laughs> dude on the track, so you know, you have to bring it. Yeah, you have to bring it. like I don't, I, like um, you know, there was that story that came out about Slap D doing a song with AKA. Yeah, whatever happened, did it drop? Or? Uh, he said he needed what 15,000 likes 15,000 likes uh, and you got like what 5k oh really I think so okay no I wasn't yeah. aware of so that he needs like 10k so what is that the deal that AKA gave <laughs> is, is that would be kind of crazy if that yeah. was the deal that's interesting I've never heard of a deal like that like if you get 15,000 likes on this child <laughs> then we make it happen yeah. but you know there was artwork it looked like they already uh-huh. you know did the track but I guess he needed enough hype to drop I a song see. like that. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. No, I guess I guess that's fair because what I hear about guys like AKA is that they don't charge for features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the way that these guys look at it is, you know, how much of a new market am I reaching? Mm-hmm. So they want to see your influence in that market mm-hmm. because AKA is like, yeah, okay, I do get some love in Zambia, but if the number one Zambian guy wants to do a track, maybe I'll get more love mm-hmm. if I do a track with him. So maybe... Uh, maybe that's why that was yeah. a relevant discussion but I've never yeah. heard of that before yeah that's kind of crazy man like just drop the song already man and like my my whole comment you know like I put up something on social media I was like look like if you're gonna be on a track with AKA mm. you have to come with the bars because this is a dude that's been on tracks with people like Proverb Double HP yeah. Reason you know he's been versing with such dudes and yeah. You know, like, 
you have a whole country on your back. On your back that you're representing, yeah. So same with you. Like when you go, which is why I'm like, you gotta bring the bars. No, hundred minutes, yo. I didn't even plan with that, yo. Yeah, I am not even playing, bro. Have you have you have you heard our Shaba cover? I have. Okay, good, good. No, because like it's I don't fire. think I don't think any of the original rappers could mess with my verse on that. Well, friends, Montana can't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. No, for real. Like I like love Luke, and I like friends Montana. Like he's got his thing going, but like he can't rap like that. Yeah. Like in fact, like and, and I ain't trying to start no beef, but I don't, I know very few Zambian rappers that can rap like that, and I think the rappers know it. That's why they're scared of you. Perhaps. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know if they're listening, but though they're here soon enough, so they are listening. I mean, like you talked about I believe like when you when you talked about guys that were that were making comments about your accent, mm. are those the gatekeepers? Uh sometimes. Sometimes, mm. yeah. Sometimes. The big guys. Yeah. But what I don't get is why would they say it to your face though? Like mm. Was it like a in a joke, like a it's like joking it's like pretending sort of you're thing? joking kind of thing, you know? Mm. But you're like you're not really joking. That's for real. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, what's your reaction to that? Like, what does that? I mean, I think it's just symptomatic of like a broader inferiority complex we have as Zambians. Mm. I think we have an issue with that generally. So I think that's just a manifestation of that. Mm. Um, because yeah, because I think. There's just a, yeah, there's just a lot of implications there. I mean, it's it's like the the phantom ghost child of colonialism <laughs> and the reverberations of what it meant to be educated in the colonial yeah. days. Yeah. And, you know, it's all yeah. of that stuff like yeah. manifesting itself in a modern conversation. Yeah, you know. So so like let's let's justify your accent to mm. anybody who's listening. Mm. And they question your accent mm. because they think you were just in the states for a year and then you came oh, back with an accent. Oh, oh, oh. How did you get your accent, dude? <laughs> well, I mean, like, first of all, I was living abroad for ten years, but I think I first got it because when I was really young, I actually started school in the U.S. on um, mm. Jamaica in the U.S. Um, so, so as a young kid, I mean, I guess I started with this accent, and then I came back and I lived in Zambia for a really long time. Um, How long did you stay in the states as a kid? Uh, like. Five was well, in the in Jamaica two years, the states two three years. Mm-hmm. Actually, other way around, states two years, Jamaica two three years. Mm-hmm. Then I came back here in like first grade, mm-hmm. um, and then I stayed here. How long? Uh, I was here for like ten years. Ten years. Yeah, a lot. A lot of my teachers had funny accents too. So, okay. which school was that? Uh, International I- School of Masaka. <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah, you you got some friends. You got some friends that went to that school that also talk funny. That's so true. So let them That's explain true. that. Let them explain that. It's true, man. Like, yeah, I, I do have friends that went to that school and they also speak like that. Exactly. So it makes sense. And then I lived abroad for ten more years. Mm. So, like, my accent is just... Like, because that's the thing. It's like, a lot of people... I guess it is kind of American, especially now, because I've just come back from America, but it's always just been kind of a mishmash mm. of, like, everything. Mm. And that's... And, and it's funny, because someone actually said that. They're like, yo, you have a very international school kid accent. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really like... <laughs> that, like <laughs> that accusation. Yeah. yeah. But their point was... It's not exactly an American accent. It's not mm. an English accent. It's like this, like mishmash of mm. stuff. And it's Jamaica in there it's, too. It's what you know. So it's mm. it's whatever. I mean, most recently I was in America, so I think that obviously made it maybe lean a little bit American. Mm. But it's always been funky. Mm. Like even Dio has a funny accent. He's like, you know, yeah, no, he does. It's like you do though. Like, where would you say your accent is from? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. where are you from, Dave. <laughs> where are you from, Dave? Half Japanese, half Chinese. Grew up in Zimbabwe. Okay. Yeah. So there's some Zimbabwe in there. Like you can speak some languages from Zimbabwe. Can you? Uh, not really. When I was uh. little, I spoke a little bit of Shona, but uh, probably forgot about it. I know, right? Back in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Like, um, so, so that. So that yeah, explains the so accent. So that's the mix of funny stuff. But you can speak funny. Speak Bemba. Yeah, my well, Bemba. Is, my, Bemba. My, yeah, my Bemba should be a lot better, to be honest. I'm really shy about it because, like, again, because of my pronunciation. But I actually understand really well, 
and actually speak to a different this decent level, but I'm just really shy. Really? Yeah. Why yeah. does it make you shy to speak? Because my because my accent's not perfect, and because everyone always criticizes me, so I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna keep quiet then. Mm. <laughs> so you can only speak Bemba in English. Bemba English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and really basic German. Wow. Yeah. So that messes with your accent too, isn't it? Mm. That's why it's so. Like, yeah. I sp- yeah. And like my my Spanish and my Portuguese are like proper fluent. Mm. My French is like decent. It's like intermediate, like a little bit above like basic. Mm. Uh, and my German's like just super basic. So it's like this is why I can't believe that you're not smashing these chicks because you can speak Spanish and girls love Spanish, man. You just say like yeah, but I don't like the, you know, none of the girls that I meet even know I speak Spanish. Mm. But you could drop a line or something. I could, but I don't. But you could. I could. Yeah. You probably will in the future. <laughs> nah, not unless I think she speaks Spanish. You know, but I, like yeah. Oh man! <laughs> what? I'm just trying to get you to like, you know. Nah, bro. I ain't admit, going down you that won't. road. I'm not going down. I'm, I'm actually serious. I ain't even front. Like this is serious. This is real. What, what What would you like to see, um, change in this industry? In the industry? Yeah. Man, I guess just having like, yeah, I, th- I think you know, I think we're pushing in the right direction. Having more stuff like this. Having mm-hmm. podcasts. Having having avenues and platforms that's mm-hmm. what we need to invest in um, yeah. as artists and as you know people in the industry we need to invest in, in the platforms because we need to have a viable infrastructure to say this is how the next artist will blow if we want like we've identified a talent what are we going to do for them that's going to take them to the next level we yeah. need to have like a kind of codified and structured methodology for that mm. and currently I guess there is one loosely but I think it needs to be more formalized and I think there needs to be more outlets and I think those those outlets need to be more refined. Mm. Um, you know, like that that's that would be my 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 thoughts. All right. All right, man. Dope talking to you as well. It's been fun. <laughs> we went everywhere with that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <God, dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see an hour go by just yeah, there, man. Right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish you all the best, man. Like, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Much appreciated, bro. Thanks so much, man. Going in the right direction with what you're doing. Thank you, man. I love that you use your your real, real name. name yeah. You know. Thank you, man. Yeah. I really do appreciate this. Like I said, man, I honestly, honestly, I'm a true believer. I, I I'm I honestly is something more important than anything to me. So, you know, some people hate me because I don't kiss ass. Like yeah. I, I I like don't yeah. I don't pretend I yeah. like people. Yeah. And but I'm extremely grateful for the opportunities people give me because no one has to do it so alright Jandambao on Raw Conversations with Chromes we out peace look Look out for for the next episode of Raw Conversations with Chromes. Chromes